This is the Purposeful Career Podcast with Carla Hudson, episode number 30. I'm Carla Hudson, brand strategist, entrepreneur, and life coach. Whether you're on the corporate or entrepreneur track, or maybe both, decades of experience has taught me that creating success happens from the inside out. It's about having the clarity, self-confidence, and unstoppable belief to go after and get everything you want. If you'll come with me, I'll show you how. Well, hello, friends. I hope you guys had an amazing week. I don't know about you, but I cannot believe this is almost the end of July. And I definitely can't believe this is the 30th episode of the podcast. When I was recording this and I said, you know, episode 30, it was like, wow, I cannot believe it's been 30 weeks. You know, when I started it in January, it seemed like a great time to start a podcast like this because we were in the middle of a very uncertain time. And my practice helps people bring an advanced approach to thought management and self-command to their work life and their personal life as well. And I thought this podcast would be a way to reach people who were in transition, struggling in some way, or maybe dreaming of something new. And so I knew this was going to be an amazing thing. I knew I was going to love it. I did not know what it was going to do for me though. I was thinking about it in terms of how this could be a great opportunity to give back, but The truth is that as I've gotten into it and the time that I spend researching and writing and recording the episodes every week, it has become my favorite part of the week. And in some way, I feel like even though it's not a direct dialogue we're having, I feel you, I feel your presence. And so I feel more connected to you when I do this. So it's been really an amazing experience for me. And I am so grateful for those of you who are regular listeners. Some of you have been with me since the beginning, and I'm so thankful for that. And if you're new here this week, I just want to say welcome. We are getting a lot of new listeners, and I just want to invite you to stop by every Sunday. We have a new episode, and sometimes we have bonus ones during the week. We're going to have our first bonus episode on Wednesday, which is a Q&A. Some of you have sent your questions in, so I'm going to pick a couple, and I'm going to record that episode, and that'll be live on Wednesday this week. So if you like that, we'll do it every month. We'll see how, how this one goes. But if there's something that you hear in this podcast, if there's an episode that really resonates with you, I want to encourage you to share it with a friend or on your social handles. We would be so grateful. That helps us get exposed to more people and therefore help more people. Likewise, if you find this podcast of value, please consider giving us a rating or a review on either Apple or your favorite platform or on most of the podcast platforms. That helps us reach more people and therefore help more people. And that is my goal. So most of all, I just want to say thank you to you. And I am so glad that you're here today. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about something that I know we can all resonate with the year that we've had, and that is being in uncertainty. You know, 
I was originally going to talk about something different today, but with the news of the virus being on the upswing in almost every state and around the world for that matter. And with that, again, talk of delays in returning to the office and we're still not fully back to the social norms or routines. It's putting a a return to the classroom in question for our kids. I know this topic is something that's going to be helpful for everyone, not only as it relates to your career or your business, but also your life. I think we can all agree this has been quite the year. (laughs) This has been quite the year of uncertainty in so many ways. We weren't sure if our family or friends would stay healthy. We weren't sure whether we were going to have access to goods, services, homes, things that we used to have in abundance and never even thought about it. Like for example, I bought a car earlier this year and it used a special kind of tire and I got a flat and I took it to the dealership and it took them, they could not find the tire anywhere in the continental United States. (laughs) So, I mean, it's stuff like that. It's like, it was insane this past year and every single thing became hard or uncertain, or unpredictable. I mean, parents learning to do double duty as teachers, kids giving up sporting events, which I hate because I so loved all of that in high school. You know, we were sequestered in our homes, feeling isolated, cut off from the rest of humanity, and kind of uncertain about what was going to happen next. And in the work context, many of us were thrown into virtual work. So in-person meetings and interactions with colleagues became Zoom. Some people lost their jobs altogether, leaving them in even more uncertainty, wondering how they were going to support their family and when hiring would even restart in a year when people couldn't come into contact. It has been a year of over-the-top uncertainty. And the truth is our lives and our careers, we know this, are always uncertain to some extent. No matter how hard we plan or how faithfully we follow that plan or how hard we work or whatever, we are not always in control of what happens to us. And we know this, but when something major happens, it's almost like we're reminded of it a new. <laughs> and it it just brings up all of those kind of sick to your stomach feelings about now what or what's about to happen. And while we all know the future is uncertain, that we can't know what's waiting for us up ahead, we're usually surprised and unsettled when the unexpected happens. And I would say it's that word unexpected, right? And underneath that, unexpected is usually unwelcome, right? And that's when uncertainty flares up. After all, if the unexpected happens and it's amazing, usually we're not uncertain, right? It's only when the unwelcome happens, like COVID, like a pandemic. You read about it. There were movies about it. It always seems sort of like a fun little thriller premise until it actually happened. And then it was, it was like catastrophe, you know, and a feeling of being completely out of control of something as basic as our health and well-being. You know, a layoff, the reorg, the new boss. And when those sorts of unexpected or unwelcome things happen, 
we feel uncertain. But that kind of gets to it, right? What is uncertainty exactly? Have you ever wondered that? I mean, I looked up the Webster's definition and it wasn't helpful. (laughs) I usually like Webster's, but it described uncertainty as a state of being uncertain. Not exactly a definition when when you're trying to get underneath what uncertainty actually is. Wikipedia was actually right on point though. It described, and actually quite insightful, it described uncertainty as a measurement of risk a state of limited knowledge where it's impossible to exactly describe the existing state or a future outcome. And where I think this is most important, where some possible outcomes have an undesired effect or could represent a significant loss. It's that last part that I think gets to the heart of it. It's interesting, right? So when we're uncertain, it's really because we're looking at the thing that just happened, that unexpected thing, and we're not able to know with certainty that our future is going to be okay. And again, it gets to that last thing that I read where some possible outcomes have an undesired effect or could represent a significant loss. That to me is the heart of what is behind uncertainty. Because the truth is when that unexpected thing happens and we feel that flare up of uncertainty, right behind the uncertainty is a feeling of being out of control. Think about how you felt at the beginning of COVID when the grocery store shelves were empty and when people started losing their jobs and it was just, it was just insane. It was like dystopian kind of, we no longer felt that the things we were able, we used to be able to count on our routines, our plans, our daily habits could be counted on anymore. We were living in a different reality and it was one that we did not create one where we weren't in charge of everything that might unfold and one that might not turn out the way we want. Uncertainty creates a feeling of being out of control, and that makes us feel uncomfortable and at worst, fearful. So when we experience uncertainty, most of us try to reduce the feeling of discomfort that it creates by trying to take control. For example, one of my clients works for a major technology company, and there were rumors for months inside this company that there was a major reorganization coming and it was thought to be imminent. Some shakeups had happened in the C-suite and usually when that happens, yes, there is going to be some new thinking around structure. And she dealt with this by spinning up an aggressive job search. She felt a little out of control and isolated because everything was now via Zoom. She wasn't able to have the hallway conversations and the casual reassurances she might get by seeing and connecting to others. And so she took control by deciding, I'm going to find a new job. Even though the truth was before all these rumors started, she wasn't really looking to leave her job. She was doing well. She liked it. She was challenged, but she found herself unable to deal with the anxiety of waiting to see what might happen and whether or not it could actually work in her favor. Instead, she soothed herself by applying for job after job 
after job. She spent obsessive amounts of time on the job boards, applying for jobs she didn't really even want and telling herself that if change was coming, she'd rather be the one to choose it instead of having it foisted off on her. It made, by applying for all of these positions, it made her feel that she was in control. And this is, of course, not the reason to do something as important as changing jobs. You should change jobs because you're strategically making a move to your best next step, not because you're running from something that hasn't even happened yet, right? And the truth is that underneath all of her feverish applying for jobs was a deep need for feeling certain and in control of her destiny. And we ended up addressing the core issue, which was allowing herself to get comfortable with uncertainty. And that is an important skill for all of us, not just in our careers, but in our life too. And you might be asking yourself, well, how could I ever learn to be comfortable with uncertainty? Well, it's because, you know, you can't ever escape the feeling of being uncertain. It's part of having a future means that it's going to unfold before us in ways that aren't always predictable. And no matter how hard we plan or how much we try to direct where we go, the things that happen to us can't always be foreseen or predicted. So for example, if my client had selected a new job and made the move to something new, temporarily, she might've actually felt more certain or in control, but I can guarantee you that in that new job that she might have run to, she didn't, thank goodness, but if she had, things would have happened in that new environment that she felt equally uncomfortable with. We cannot control our way out of uncertainty. But there are two helpful things we can do during times of uncertainty, whether it's COVID or reorg or whatever, a layoff. And that's what I want to share with you today. So the first thing you can do and should do when you're feeling uncertain is to shift your focus from the thing that happened or the thing that might happen or the thing that you fear to yourself. So bring it back to center. So if you lose your job unexpectedly, one of the best things you can do and what I usually tell my clients is establish a structured routine. That's one of the first things you should do because that's one of the foundational things that you lost. You lost your sense of the eight to five, of the meetings, of the people, of the work, of the deliverables and the deadlines. You lost all of that. So the first thing, and I think the most important thing you can do if you lose your job is to give yourself a structured routine. The second thing I think you can and should do is start to invest in yourself in a way that makes you still realize that you're valuable and that your future is still bright. And that is consider learning a new skill or taking a certification course. Of course, you're going to be applying for jobs. You're going to be networking. You're going to do all those things. But if you give yourself a structured routine, if you still get up and put on your makeup and put on a nice outfit and structure your day into set times doing set activities, you'll feel more comfortable because it 
more closely mimics the type of a routine you have when you're in a regular job. So that's just one example. Or in the case of my client who was plotting her escape to greener pastures, when we shifted her focus back to herself from feverish job applying to bringing it back to center and focusing on her and where she was in her job, in her current company, she moved from thinking nonstop about the catastrophic ramifications that, by the way, were in her own mind of what that upcoming reorganization, which was a rumor, by the way, might deliver to her. And instead, she started an intense evaluation of where she was in her career and her company and where she might want to go in the future. So she signed up for a new certification because there was something new that she wanted to add to her skill set. And she decided to double down on showing up as her absolute best every day. So she finally accepted that while she wasn't in charge of the reorg, she was in charge of herself. That sense of agency or self-command is very powerful. And when you have something that is uncertain or scary or whatever that you're faced with, bring it back to center. Stop putting all of your attention on that thing and bring it back to yourself because that's the part that you can control. You can't control what's happening, but you can control how you show up with what's happening. You know, maybe for you, it's not a career thing. Maybe it's an unexpected medical diagnosis, or maybe your child is struggling being, you know, out of the classroom for a year, or maybe a long-term relationship just ended. Whatever uncertainty you have going on right now, the first thing you can do to feel better is shift your focus from the scary unknown future or the thing happening that you're not in charge of to yourself. Bring it back to center because you can control how you show up every day. You can decide to ask yourself a very simple, but potentially life-changing question when the unexpected happens. And that is questions that center around the theme. Now what? And I mean that from a possibilities perspective, not a doom and gloom perspective. So a couple of examples of questions you might decide to start dealing with are things like, what new things might be possible for me now that my life is different? So if a relationship ended, or if you just lost a job, what new things might be possible for you now that you don't have that thing you used to have? Losing something doesn't always have to mean the end. Sometimes it can mean a very exciting new beginning. You can also ask yourself, what kind of a life would I like to have when all of this is done? That can be a very fun exercise that shifts your attention entirely from what you have lost to what you might possibly gain. And when you do that, your energy completely changes. The fear goes away and it's replaced with possibility. And your energy shifts from kind of hunkering down and staying safe to instead asking yourself, how can I put myself out there in a new way, a way that might lead towards that new direction that I've just mapped out? 
So if the first thing that you can do is focus on what you can control, which again is yourself. So bring it back to center. The second thing I wanted to share with you is to imagine the most likely scenario. And this is for those of you who, when something unexpected or unwanted happens, who get right into obsessing about the worst possible scenario. Psychologists call this catastrophizing. (laughs) And when we focus on all the bad things, it makes us feel bad, scared, fearful. And we, as a result, kind of hunker down and draw into ourselves instead of open ourselves to possibilities. But rationally speaking, for those of you who are logically driven, the truth of the matter is the worst possible thing rarely happens. Sometimes it does, of course, but it's never helpful to focus on that possibility. So like back to the case of my client who was dreading the reorg, underneath all of that was a panic about maybe losing her job. And we had to dig in to really surface that up because she wasn't even initially connected to it. But the fear that she had of these, these rumors came from the fact that her father had lost his job when she was young. And the family struggled for a few years while he looked for work. So even though she was a high performer and doing great at work, she imagined that the reorg was instantly going to result in her being out of a job. And her initial way of dealing that was what I call panic applying for other jobs. So not helpful. And when we got underneath that fear and we brought her back to center and and into her own self-command, she was able to let that fear go by shifting her focus onto what she wanted for her future and ensuring that she showed up as her absolute best every day. Of course, that doesn't guarantee that if that real happens, she won't lose her job. High performers lose their jobs all the time, right? Because for companies, unfortunately, when they have to make difficult financial decisions, sometimes they're forced to make really insane cuts. And sometimes they lose people that they really don't want to lose. So when it happens, you can't take it personally and you can't make it about yourself. What you have to do is instantly shift into what now? So if your brain tends to go to the worst possible scenario, it's really helpful to remind yourself that the worst possible scenario is only one of many possible outcomes. And for this, I like to run my clients through an exercise that has them document that worst thing they're imagining in in complete detail. So write it all down. What is the worst thing that you think could happen from this? And then I ask them to write down the exact opposite. What is the best case scenario? Because a lot of times the unexpected thing happens and we might initially fear it. And then all of a sudden it's actually the best thing that could have ever happened. So allow yourself to imagine that, you know, because that is a great shift in energy. And then I ask them to identify the middle ground. What's the middle scenario, which actually is the most likely thing that could happen because it's rarely the worst and rarely the best usually what happens is somewhere in the middle. So I call that exercise the most likely scenario. And it's super helpful in giving yourself a different frame of reference when you are stuck in catastrophizing. 
When you allow yourself to realize that just because you're feeling uncertain and out of control, it doesn't necessarily mean that disaster is right around the corner. It can help you more readily accept that you're just in a period of uncertainty and uncertainty is part of life. If you have a future, you will be living in uncertainty in some periods of your life. And what we need to learn is tools that allow ourselves to just kind of go with it, to accept it. And when possible, to use that uncertainty as a lever to move us in an exciting new direction when it calls for it. So I'd like ideally for us to reframe uncertainty as opportunity, because whether the worst thing happens or the best thing happens, I can guarantee you within that change, there is a seed of opportunity and the valuable work is allowing yourself to dig in to identify that seed of opportunity and allow yourself to expand on that. So the next time something unexpected or unwelcome has happened or is rumored to happen, or you're feeling uncertain or a relationship ends or whatever, shift your focus back to yourself, bring yourself back to center, take your focus off what just happened and remind yourself that this is the perfect time to ask yourself what might be possible for me now. And then get on with it. Until next time, make it a great week, my friends. Do you have a life coach? If not, I'd be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual coaching program and monthly membership called Next Level. Inside, we take the material you hear on this podcast, study it, and then apply it. Join me at thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Don't forget the, thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Join me and together we'll make your career and life everything you dream of. We'll see you there.